Okay, let's do this fucking shit. Y'all, welcome to another episode of Sitting Ringside. This is episode number 43. I am your host, Robert Villa, and all with me as always, we have our co-host, Arlo Jumper, David Rodriguez, and our quarantine co-host, David Potter. Making all this happen, we have uh, Rudy Lara as our producer. What's up, fellas? How's everybody doing today? Coronavirus! Good, brother. Yeah. How you doing? Good, man. Good, man. Just another day. Blessed to be alive. Blessed hey, to Arlo. Have another job. Arlo. Hey, Arlo. <laughs> I got a present for you. Right here, buddy. <laughs> oh, he got your ass, dude. Got your ass. <laughs> for those that can't see who are just listening, he just got him with the uh, universal signal just that has been banned. The okay signal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you guys are crazy. Hey, man, I just want to give a shout out to you guys for being consistent every fucking week, despite uh, there being a lockdown everywhere and there's really nothing going on. Uh, you guys managed to hammer good content out every fucking week, an hour and a half every fucking week. We pull it out out of the fucking air, it seems like. And I just want to say uh, good job, guys. You guys are doing an awesome job. Um it's obvious that you guys do it for the love of the sport. And uh That's what we do, buddy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just there's not really much going on, but we make shit happen every single week, Thursday night. Thank you guys. Nah, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that, bro. I mean, th th we we love doing this. And that's why this is like our our little uh hangout for at least an hour and a half to get away from everything that's going on. And just to hang out with our boys, make this shit happen, make people laugh, have people enjoy what we have to say. And, you know, I mean, I think we're pretty consistent. This is 43 shows. We haven't missed not one Bro, other than because of holidays. The but thing is, is that, uh, you know, I was listening to us on, on Spotify, dude. And uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, our heart radio. Or, the podcast sounds really good, dude. It sounds it sounds legit. No, so that, that's why I just want to say thank you guys for fucking because we are legit. Shit. Sounds good, man. It sounds real good. Thanks, man. Yeah, like so you if, said, you don't, Robin, if you can't catch the uh, show, hey, you can welcome. catch us online on our podcast, man. Thank you. Hey, we're, we're pretty much coming up on a, a year show anniversary, give or take, you know, a couple of weeks we missed during the holiday time back in November. So one year celebration time soon, boys. Hell yeah, man. We gotta go. We gotta go big when yeah, it's it our one-year anniversary. You know, show, man. You, you know what's funny. You know what's funny is me, me, Berto, and Rudy kind of just threw the show together. Like I got, 
what was it? I got pissed off at someone's commentary, and I called Birdo. I said, dude, let's make a show. I'm sick of hearing motherfuckers that can't talk do a show. I said, let's do it. And Birdo was like, when? I was like, next week. Let's do it like in two weeks. I was like, two weeks. And that gives us plenty of time to boost it. Birdo was like, okay. The first show, we were kind of like, uh, they just started talking. And that's it, man. Once the jitters got out the way, man, we've been fired ever since. Bro, so uh, – <clears throat> You remember that conversation, Berto? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I remember when you called me up and I looked at my wife and I was like, it's going to happen. And she's like, what's going to happen? Our podcast is going to happen in two weeks. And she's like, cool. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> and especially because, you know what, man, I've always been a fan of sitting ringside when you and Tiger were doing it. And, you know, I was your first time listener and your last time listener. <laughs> Yeah, so, that is true, you know, man. Yeah, that that's why I had to resurrect it with you. You know, I said if I was ever gonna do sitting ringside again, it was gonna be with you, man. And Ty, you call me out, the OG of way. sitting ringside. You're the OG listener. There you go. Time out, by the way. I I've been a big fan of Fight Book MMA since like 2017. So like being a part of this is just like I'm fanboying it out. I'm going crazy. Went from six to midnight. Like just saying, like yeah. being a part of it, being a part of like a website I follow that I go on every single morning verbatim from work, at home, and everything like that. Being a part of it is just fucking phenomenal. So like, fucking a, it's crazy. <laughs> Well, we appreciate and, you, man. We've the, you, you know, know you know, you, I made we've talked forever. This so week about the about the website, you know, because like I said, five years ago is when you came to me, Bert, and was like, "Hey, you want a job?" I was like, "Sure." <laughs> man, crazy how fucking time flies. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Yep. I, you know, speaking of talking on this topic, um, you know, it. Uh, uh, when I had my first event to cover, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to, exactly. And my first event and my first credential event that I ever went to was a Golden Boy Promotions, Canelo versus Kirkland. Ooh. And when I Damn, sat there the and one? I saw, yeah, man, that was my first That's event a to, big cover. One to cover. Too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So when I get there, um, the security guys were like, hey, let's, uh, we need to check you. And I was like, all right. So I take off my jacket and they see my, my credential pass. And they're like, oh, you're media. Go through. Take off your pants. <laughs> the, the guy's like, oh, you're media. You, you, you go through. And I was like, they're like, okay, Whoa. you're good. You're good. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was, uh, that's what's, uh, I, I get, that's I, yeah, up. I get to the, I get to media, uh, the VIP section, right? And I look in there and I see these guys with their fucking laptops, their fucking camera with their long lens. They got, uh, I don't know. They, they were just hooked up. ESPN was there. Um, uh, the local radio station was there. The news station was there. I was like, man, I am over here with my little fucking tablet that that I had and and a and a pen and a notebook. Fuck I had nothing else, man. So I was like, all right, I, I'm just gonna write whatever I can. That's, I don't even have that when I cover events. I write it all in your text message that I send you. <laughs> I don't. I, I, think, like, I bring I my, I I bring my phone. Event, 
the event that, that I told you Bloody Elbow shows up to, the day that Bloody Elbow was at that event, taking out laptops, all these other devices, and I, they're like, I just pulled out my phone and I just do my text that I send you. That's what I write out. Hey, and it works. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Like, when I cover events, I have my phone, I break down notes, I jot down notes, so, like, I do not have that laptop, and, like, everyone looks at me like a fucking crazy, but, like, I have, like, a kind of, like, a nah. mental memory and stuff. I have my That's phone, what they I write do down notes. Too. Fuck all the media credentials or anything like that. Like, if you gotta write down notes, you're not a fan of the sport. Like, literally, I can fucking write down notes in my head. I remember every single fighter and I'm like questioning people after their fights and I'm, I'm questioning them based on what I watch with the fight based on technique and all that fun stuff. So like never needed a laptop or any of that bullshit. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, it's, it, it's more of a it's hindrance funny that, to have a, a laptop. Uh, how do you, I think do you cover D Rod. Yeah. You, well, we've done a lot of shows, uh, Rob, Myself and uh, Cook, you know, Cook's rolling in there with the ten thousand dollar cameras and all the fancy stuff. So, you know, Dude, that's, we'll that's one guy we need to get on here, bro. Christopher Cook and showcase some of his work. That dude is a badass. Let's make it happen in two weeks, because next Absolutely. week we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So when ahead, we do cover, events, what I was mean, that one guy, that photographer and... that we got that? What's that, uh, Arlo? What was that one guy that used to do the photography that we got into it with? Oh, that's a name that we shall not uh, <laughs> say on this uh, show. <laughs> he is the uh, one-legged uh, uh, wooden man. Oh, man. He's he's the fucking Carol Baskin oh, of shit. MMA, dude. Fuck that yeah, guy fuck that guy <laughs> oh my yeah. god bro dude, as soon as you said one-legged bastard i already know who you're that. talking can about carol baskin's <laughs> father fuck that dude <laughs> oh shit so, what were you saying david <laughs> No, no, I was to say, if y'all only Wait. knew, I mean, yeah, that guy, name to not be mentioned ever on the show. Fuck that guy. But uh, like I, I, can't, said, I can't even remember his name. Y'all got to tell me after the show. Because we'll I can't remember his name. Are we, are we talking about Don? Are we talking about Don McGuire? Yeah, it's, it's an F. Oh, my God, no. Bro. Why did you say it? Why you got to say <laughs> his fucking name, bro? You are going to be banned for life. Banned for life. <laughs> That that guy. That's is... it. I can't remember his name. <laughs> wait. So wait. We're talking about Don, right? We are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yo! Oh my god! Can we bring up Don's stories? Can we do it? Um. Later. <laughs> no. No. Another. Right fucking now. Come on. Bring it up. Come on. Uh, I remember. I remember. Okay, I was new to this whole Pandora's box thing, and I was new to all this. Next thing, I, I don't even I don't even know what happens. Next thing I know, Berto's pissed off, Rudy's pissed off, because I because a lot of times, and no offense, but I, I I quit taking notifications from the group. I'll check it when I see it there, and I'm like, okay, because it ding 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 ding. And I'm like, I'm not hearing this. No offense, fellas, but I, I keep up to date. But lots of <laughs> None taken. We all I come do that. back on like two days. And, and, and 
And everybody's pissed off at this dude. And then I called Berto. Berto's like, no, nah, fuck that dude. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, whatever. I'm with you. Then this dude tries texting me and getting me to side with I was like, no. no I'm sorry, motherfucker. I was, I was like, those are my ride or dies. You can go fuck yourself, old boy. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll talk, shit, we'll talk about you. him you later. That That's the last thought. Maybe, maybe not on this show. Yeah, yeah weirdest, we have to have a whole yeah, show last, last just, last just dedicated him. to that individual, and we'll have special guests come in and call in with their experiences. How about that? The weirdest. Okay. The weirdest. <laughs> I, listen, listen. I have encountered being in the MMA business. You encounter the weirdest fucking people. Like I get fucking weird messages. I get fucking dick pics, pussy shots. Like I get fucking weird messages galore. Being a part of the MMA business, but like nothing has been in in, in comparison to working with Don McGuire. Bro, the only person that I can think of weird. that comes close is Paul Tyler, aka Liz Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You all know who right. I'm talking about. Come yes, on, bro. We do. World bare knuckle. Uh, oh God. Fuck that star. guy. Yo, That's another psychopath. Fucking... Imagine him and Don. Oh God. You know what? Fucking this conversation. Boom. Move a bunch next. Of fucking weirdos. <laughs> All of them. Weirdos. <laughs> Everybody. I'm, I'm glad weirdos. I never worked with him. I'm glad I never worked with him. Because weren't we going to do a yeah. podcast? Wasn't that the original talk? Yeah. yeah. We, it, was, it was me, you, God, Rudy, and... Uh, I forgot who also was going to try to be on our show. I think it was just us four. Yeah. And he, yeah. I think so. I, think I, I don't want to bring up that. It, it's, that's, yeah, that's not even worth the breath right now for this guy to get it's that. Any it's done. It's yeah. over. It's done. It's yeah. over. So, yeah, back to him. the deserve, MMA news. MMA news. <laughs> back to some MMA news. But, yeah, so back on to us covering events. Um that was the best experience that I've ever had covering the Canelo fight because I even had, had the, the chance and the opportunity to go to the uh, uh, press conference. And I was sitting second row. I had my little fucking tripod with my cell phone. I had my little battery pack connected. And there I am, steady hands, recording the, the press conference. Well, everybody else had their big old gigantic tripod and they had their fancy cameras and microphones. Here I am with my little fucking Android phone recording this shit. And making it happen. Yeah, I was making it happen. I uploaded it onto our YouTube channel. And from there on, dude, I was like, okay, I'm hooked. And uh, <laughs> fast forwarding it to now, I mean, with me and David and Cook, um, we fucking kill it covering events. Kill it. You know, I'm there writing the the the... The, the event, you know, doing the uh, freaking um, the results. Hey, let's not forget and, our boys out on the other side of the pond, uh, Ross Markey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, those guys are pumping out shit daily. Oh, my God, yeah. I love them. Yeah, man, uh, Ross and Emmett, I mean, they're just fucking killing it. Ross has been the, the – um, that's why I had him as our lead writer because he is just fucking killing it on our website. Um, you know, I, I just, 
Yeah, great talent. Dude, they I, I make hope... me feel like such a fuck up for the webpage. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> You're 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 doing your contribution here on the show, brother. Dude, those guys are those guys <laughs> like, are awesome. I, honestly, and I've told Roberto this Emmett, the Scott, like on phone calls, like, I really feel like I don't do shit for the web <laughs> because I, I see Ross and them, and it's like I wake up in the morning. There's five articles between them, and I'm like, yeah, I, I promise Roberto like one article like a year, and I don't even do that. Like I, 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 I cover the fights and I do the web and I do the podcast. Hey, I'm that's like plenty of work. I, right I there, take man. the honor of being the biggest fuck up of the webpage. <laughs> nah, no, nah. that goes to Tommy D. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> I mean, Roberto. <laughs> I mean, I, which, I, I, we're coming back next I am week the only with one the that has, that has, with the Pride Rules MMA. I am, I am the only, I, I am the only worker that snuck into an event. Yeah. 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 Wait, well, Roberto, when am I going to write for Fight Book MMA? I write articles whenever you want. Me. Whenever you want. Really? Dude, I get just right now? Yes. Email me your articles and we'll start putting you on our on the uh, on there, dude. My boner, it just went from 6 to midnight, guys. Bro, <laughs> the article <laughs> could literally say eat I... shit and he'll take it. <laughs> really? <laughs> If it's that from you, really, yes. It's for, if it's from David Potter, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I freaking I wake up, dude, and I get and I'm getting articles from all over the world for me to publish. Wow. I get writers. I have writers from Africa, from Brazil, from Asia, from everywhere, and they email me their work and I publish it. So you know I'm what? always. Like, busy doing that too and then i write my own shit too so i mean everybody everybody in the fight book mma team bro they just fucking killing it my yeah. I, my articles are more contemporary like i write about like lee hottie nobody remembers lee hottie but this guy okay. was on true dog true and he was like me and my boys up in new jersey for ufc uh ufc uh, 56 and everything like that. And like it's like him and these Guido guys, and like they fucking rip on him and everything like that. He was a reason why, and nobody knows this, but I talked to uh, an employee from Valicom, but he's the reason why this little MMA website called SureDog.com, which was launched in 1997, which is the only website to cover MMA. But this little article that boomed and went viral before Facebook, this was like back in MySpace days, like 2006, 2007. This fucking Guido guy and his friends and everyone trolling him was the reason why MTV came out with the Jersey Shore, all from an MMA article. I wrote hmm. all about it and interviewed people from Valcom and everything like that. I write more contemporary comedy stuff so i don't know if your fight book mma people will enjoy that what are you talking you know? about send it you sound like you're talking about Polly g <laughs> send it bro i'll, I'll text you my I'll email I, I will say this Berto. I, I oh you know i, I will say this though Berto. i think i need to do more interviews like i kill interviews all right I'll get you. I'll, I'll start putting you to work next week. Then, like, 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 like. That's where I feel like I do better over those okay. phone interviews. Like, I mean, hell, doing doing an interview is what got me VIP to Vegas. 
And then, I like, you, I, like I said in that post, dude, you know, we had Golden Boy tell, we had Golden Boy text us and say how that was the best interview they ever sat in on. Mm-hmm. So you know, the more I think about it, I'm I'm not an I'm not an article guy. Let, let me let me talk with them. Okay, let's make it work. Let's make it happen. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but anyways, let's get this shit started. Yeah, so, man. What what's cracking on the on the news this week, fellas? Give give me some stuff. The first thing well, that I saw this talk week about a lot, so far, a little what, what are your, what do you want to talk about, David, uh, D-Rod? I know you got a lot of stuff that you want to say, man. Yeah, all, well, like you said, all the crew, all the Fight Book MMA team putting their, their part in there and making it happen. And as in the weeks coming, there's, gonna, there's a lot of uh, events that are coming up. And hopefully MMA gets back to a consistent way of the way we do it. Every the Friday, you know, we do the show on Thursday. It leads into the weekend, uh, you know, results over the week. I mean, we need to get back to it. I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Um, a lot of fights have been announced. Um, will they happen? I mean, there's islands planned and the cage. You know what I mean? Going to be set on an island, so we'll we'll see. Uh, I think there's a you know the UFC show is looming, and I think a lot of people are are craving some MMA right now. Talking UFC uh, 249, right? Yeah, man, you're right. You know, a lot of people are going to be uh, if 249 does happen. You know, there's going to be a lot Absolutely. of eyes on that show. Absolutely, sure. man, because this is going down next weekend. Next weekend, so. Let's let's uh, let's hold off on 249 because I know we're gonna probably go over an hour and a half next Thursday. And this this one's gonna this be a, uh, no no uh, no crowd. It's it's no crowd. Also, yep, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're gonna do the show as far as um, media people there. <sighs> like, how are they gonna be able to cover the event? It's just going to be like remotely. Everybody's just watching on their phones or you know it's, at home on their TV. It's all yeah, David. I think well, I think you know the I think it's going to be it's going to be all all uh, just video. I mean, I don't think they're going to have any type of uh, you know media there because the less people, the better. I, and, and, you know because yep. the, the coronavirus is still there. Obviously, it's not going away right now, yep. and for them to have media photographers i mean they're gonna have their own photographer it's gonna be the ufc photographer um so you know it's it's just gonna be the way they did with brazil why why would you put on an mma event at this time like i i've been arguing this for every single fucking episode like it makes no sense whatsoever one photographer is asymptomatic and is gonna fucking kill the entire event and make everybody and everybody's gonna get coronavirus. Everyone's gonna get sick. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't fucking get why we're having MMA events. Why we're having discussion right now when it, like there's a pandemic going on. I don't get it. it uh, I'm gonna argue this till till I'm blue in the face. Nobody's gonna care. But like, I don't think anybody should have MMA events whatsoever. Well, I, I, yeah, sadly, 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 it's just money. I yep. disagree, but <laughs> proceed. Yeah, and David, proceed, Eden, Connor, you've been saying that too. You've been saying cancel all MMA shows till you know the fall time, September, October. We don't even know if that timetable is actually going to work. And then you know what we do, Arlo, Rudy, all of us. When are we actually going to be cage side uh, covering these shows like we've been doing for plenty of years? Like when is are things going to go back to that? As far as regional shows, local shows. 
Rob and I have been to plenty of them. Christopher Cook, our guy, our main man, like, you know, there's going to be a day when that's going to happen again, but I don't see it as far as five, six months down the line, honestly. Cancel yeah. all of you know, No one gives a shit about MMA right now. Everyone wants to fucking get healthy and be safe, and I, I commentate. I commentate. I also compete. I don't want to do anything until there's a vaccine in my veins, and I know I'm not going to get the Rona or herpes because those ring girls, you're tricky. But I don't want to get sick <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Never. Ah, I'm going to drink. You know, David, I think if uh, if we ever start going back to covered events, um, it'll probably be where I'm sure the commission is probably going to ask for proof that we didn't ha that we don't have the coronavirus yeah um some kind of blood work or the nasal swab something current saying that we don't have it um, Hell, because you know Sean the doctor's gonna, gonna be there and well, yeah, well what they're gonna what they're house. gonna be coming out with is an antibody test and the antibody test is gonna essentially show that you've had you built up an immunity uh to 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 the virus that's what they typically do for any type of virus that's out there that they uh they inoculate for that's how they base this on what they base this on um is a success rate so uh they're gonna be testing on that bro yeah yeah so there's got to be some kind of guidelines for anybody to get back in there Damn. to cover events it, it's just it, this time has turned at a dime dude i mean it's been nuts i mean the new norm is just crazy um so we shall see i mean right now phase one is happening on most states um so let's see how that goes so, yeah i don't want any fighter i don't want any reporter fighter media person doctor Getting sick from one of these events. I don't give a shit about MMA right now. I don't give a fuck, and I love MMA. But I don't want anybody getting sick, period. You know, like, I'm not thinking about that. Unless they have been a vaccine where they're going to shoot this vaccine and all these people that are going to be attending these events, I don't give a fuck about MMA right now. I don't want anyone getting sick, period. You know? like, And, and you know what? How and that's what sucks that it's not up to us. Right. But you know what is up yeah. to you know. But you know what is up to you, how you deal what? with it. You know, right. you, you, just because it's open, you don't have to go. You that's know, very, I mean, I mean, it sucks, but that's the that decision. If if they feel like you do, then don't go. You know, don't show up. Unfortunately, they're not calling off the shows. I totally agree with you on that aspect. There's a there's there's a there's a quote that I've lived by in life, and that's control the controllables. Control your controllables. You can't control that they're opening. You can control that you don't go. Yeah. And that's yeah, and also too, uh, but I don't know if you guys all heard the news of yeah, that's 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 live right now. Go ahead, Fair David. Enough. Yeah, did you guys hear about the incident with uh, Luke Rockhold that happened with somebody, uh, some crazed woman like running at him, and he had like bro, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was telling you guys. He got the, he got attacked by. I some mean, lady. I would too, dude. If I thought somebody was trying to infect me, put a front kick to an old lady. <laughs> like I, I would have kicked, I would have kicked her in the face too if I thought she was trying to give me coronavirus. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> 
Not going to lie. I'm not playing. Don't come at me. Don't come at me like that. I, I'm just saying. His official statement was she ran at me like a zombie. And he front kicked the woman trying to, uh, try to attack him and his dog. Hey, but you know what? Uh, speaking about uh, Luke Rockhold, um, Chris Weidman doesn't have an opponent for his upcoming fight. Uh, we talked about uh, batches that make sense for Chris Weidman. The Luke Rockhold fight's got to happen. You know what I mean? If not, Anderson Silva, right? I mean, yeah, we got to get. I mean, the fight was announced. And it's gonna happen. It's the fall. It's the pay per view after um, UFC 249, right? 250. I believe so. Well, I, I believe you're right there. Uh, yeah. What was, your, what was the uh, that that does make sense. That does make sense, and I mean, he, he's obviously training. He's kicking homeless people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, fellas, uh, let's uh, go ahead and introduce our uh, guest. Um, we have CES MMA flyweight champ, Mr. Blaine, the shutdown shut. How's it going, brother? It's going good. It's going good. What's up, guys? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. How was your day today, brother? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Got to hang out with my daughter. Worked a couple hours. You know, it was raining really bad today, so I didn't really get to go out and run and do much. But other than that, it was a decent day. Right on, man. Well, man, um, as we do with all our guests, um, for everybody out there that's listening or watching, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you train at, and uh, what uh, – belts you have going uh, right now um well playing shut down shut i'm actually from um almost town pennsylvania which is like in between hershey and like harrisburg um i train out of multiple gyms um I'm, i train out of aka in san jose california train at tech mma down in virginia Be uh, virginia beef um virginia Mar virginia maryland cheese <laughs> down in virginia down in virginia um uh, and then uh, back at home, my main uh, my main camp uh, my main gym that I'm at every day is uh, Manny Rose Boxing. Um, other than that, there's a couple other little shout outs, I guess, like EMA and Ben Moses Mat Club. But yeah, that pretty much sums it up. So oh, boy, and, I'm, uh, and I'm go the ahead. CES champ and the AOW champ. There we go. There Boom. you go. Boom. Oh, champ, drop, champ. drop the mic. You are the champ, champ. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I see here, you know, I'm going off of what Tapology is saying that you are number two in Pennsylvania right now. Um flyweight, some number I, one bantam weight, believe it or not. The yep, you are you are uh yeah, so that's uh you know to be number one and number two and um in a two different uh, weight divisions, that's pretty fucking badass, bro. I, I mean appreciate it. my my hat to you brother that is pretty badass i mean what uh after all of this i mean what what got you into mma man i mean i know you probably answered this question a thousand times oh, but, you know, for us yeah so what got you into it what what inspired you to be a mma fighter well i actually funny story i didn't know mma even existed i didn't even know it was a thing until i like dropped out of college back in 2011 
And, uh, and uh, I, so I dropped out and I started working back at home in the post office with my dad. And I met my eventual manager, uh, Logan Holstein, who was the manager of uh, Dustin Pegg at the time and a bunch of other big names. Um, and he's like, hey, you should come into our gym one day. We need a wrestler to come in there and wrestle with the guys we have coming up. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went in there and wrestled with them. And I was, I was just a natural, you know, um, he was just like, you, you, you should really fight and start training and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. And then it just, it just, it was all the rest was history, bro. The rest was history. <laughs> so, um, okay. I, I, I got a quick question. I, I got a quick question. Go yeah. for it, Arnold. 2011. How did you not know MMA existed? Dude, I <laughs> called him out. Boom. No, go ahead, dude, bro. Boom. I'm telling you, I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I didn't want. I wasn't much of like a TV watcher. I, I, I strictly like. I, I just wrestled, and that's all I did. I, I was outside training constantly, or going training uh-huh. at other gyms, and just wrestling. Wrestling was my whole thing. I didn't know about computer. I don't. I don't even watch football, bro. I don't watch football. I don't watch none of that shit. Dude, I only dude. watch college wrestling, and that's exactly like, like that's not like know. that's awesome. I like didn't. like. <laughs> like that's the greatest answer I've ever heard because when you make it when you make it and you're and you're and you're a champion like for UFC or Bellator, we're gonna throw this interview out there and have it show it broadcast <laughs> where you're like, it was two thousand eleven. I didn't even know that shit existed. I do. I, I, I mean I guess like, looking, I love looking it, at man. now, I, I kinda can laugh. Where are myself, you yeah, Facebook oh, fact checkers? We need yeah. some fact checkers on that. <laughs> Ever, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't the smartest kid in school, okay? I was in special classes because I was good at athlete, athletic sports. <laughs> my teachers did all my homework. Hey, there you go. Hey, a pass is a pass and a win is a win. <laughs> right man, on, man. man. We'll take about the go. <laughs> so, Blaine, so, um, so when, I, got, I got a question. We've been – Okay, you're a fighter. Uh, yeah. How do you feel? Oh, did we, did like, we like with, with no me? with no? Uh, we didn't get your question. With, Repeat it. it. Yeah, this this. Uh, how, how do you feel about these fights that are okay? Uh, how do you feel about the uh, events? No fans. And all that that are that are going down with the pandemic still going on. Okay, so what I got out of that because you were and would, up pretty much, and, and, would, and I don't know if it's me, but what you're asking is how do I feel about having shows with no fans? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't give a shit. Like Five my first time my frame, if you had a Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If, if I would fight for anybody right now, if it's all it's all about the money, bro. It's all about the money. I need a paycheck. Absolutely. I got to take care of a little girl. Um, <laughs> but I actually technically fought in a COVID-19 event back when I made my pro debut in 2013. Because um, it was back um, like December 14th. It was for, um, damn, I don't even know who it was. But it was at the Sherman Theater in Stylesburg, Pennsylvania. And I was making my pro debut against Aaron something. And... Uh, I actually won Flying Triangle. It was pretty badass. Um, That's what's up. There, it was a really bad snowstorm. It was so bad that all the other events that were on that day, like I didn't even have coaches. Nobody went to my pro debut with me. I had no coaches. All my coaches from my gym 
went to the XFE show in the at the Sands Casino for my other <coughs> teammate Travis Kramer, and his event got canceled. All the other events got canceled, but mine. They kept our show on, and like there are nine fights on that, and there was literally like two people in the crowd. Like it is dead silent. Was that Sherman Cage Rage Four? It was Sherman Cage Rage. I don't know the number, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Oh, okay, cool. I'm yeah, showing so, Joshua uh, I mean, Aaron's. That that was your 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 uh, your opponent, right? You won by yeah, okay. choke. Yep. Uh, all right. Like, I, see right. Google. I got I see you got Google pulled up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so so another thing is, do you need the crowd to fight? Obviously not. You already fought in front of just two people. But but we've had this discussion too. Do do you need the crowd to fight? No, I don't, but I do think that there is an advantage to the crowd fighting just simply for like motivational reasons, like getting pumped up and whatnot. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty good self-motivated. So absolutely like, like, I mean, like, it's not like I'm about to play a game of badminton, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. about to go in there and yeah. make a nice big chunk of change trying to rip somebody's head off and like, realistically somebody's watching somewhere so there may not be people screaming and whatnot but they're they're watching it so i mean yep. realistically also the other aspect of it would be is like when i'm in the cage nothing else is there anyway exactly so probably would actually work out better now that i'm really thinking about it because like <laughs> being because being tunnel vision i think the walkout is probably the hardest thing for a fighter being backstage when you're getting ready to walk out so i had another interview before when we were talking about what it felt like, how the emotions and everything were. And uh -huh. I, I came up with the term, the pusher. So in the back of, of every show, they have one guy at the walkout who I call the pusher, which when your music starts, they're there already trying to like, all right, go, you got to go. Time for you to go. Get yeah. out there, start walking. <laughs> I call that guy the pusher. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the pusher because there's my music. I have a specific part where I like to jump up and down to get ready to, and then once it hits a certain spot, that's when I take that first big boom, boom step as if I'm kicking down the door and I'm ready. Like everything's changed. My demeanor's different. I'm tunnel visioned in. <laughs> now, sometimes the crowd could actually set up just as much as the pusher could because you have all those like little kids and stuff that are there reaching for you, which I've evolved to kind of enjoy that, especially this mm -hmm. past fight. Um, like I, I kind of was traditional in ways of things and like I didn't want to get like mo like screw my momentum up but now i'm kind of like Absolutely. a little like, i'm embracing all that heroism now it, it ain't, it ain't the first the rodeo anymore yeah yeah it's not yeah it's not the first rodeo anymore so like it, it I, i'm just embracing it all and now i, I enjoy excitement. i still hate the pusher <laughs> don't get me wrong I did too. I did at, too. I, I, at my last event at the last event at the ces event my my box my boxing coach manny rose is sitting there and the pusher's trying to tell me to go get ready to go like he's literally pushing me and my boxing coach goes no 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 He's the, he's the champ. He'll go when he wants to go. Uh, you know, like, and this is my first time at their show. I'm not, I didn't even win that belt yet. <laughs> and he sits there and stops that push and bum. He's like, you take your time. I'm like, it, it's just, it's, it's just you, you know what? You know what's hilarious is every one of my fighters, I say the exact same thing. I don't even talk to the pusher, though. I just say, fuck him. This is your moment. Go when you want to. Yeah, That's exactly. all I say. Exactly. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you don't matter at this minute, dude. 
I'm like, the show's going to go on, whether it's in 20, 10 more seconds, 15, 20 more. It's still going to go. Shut your ass up. We got to do what we got to do. We got traditions. You don't. So that's what I tell them. I just tell them, I said, fuck that guy. You walk out when you want to. This is your moment. That's it. And then they kind of hear, they hear me say that, and they're kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's just back yeah, up. They, they that, that shit ain't work for the amateurs, but that shit ain't working here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That ain't, you don't do that to the pros. Uh-uh. You don't do that to the pros. You get fired if you do that to Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> right? Floyd, get your ass out there. You know, ain't nobody so, saying that to him, GSP, Liddell, none of them dudes, man. <laughs> So my, my question is, like, what's the end game goal? Do you want to go to Japan? Do you want to do Bellator? Do you want to do UFC? Like, what, what's your end game goal? Like, where do you want to fight? Where do you want to end up? Well, um, I mean, realistically, the UFC, um, I always thought was, like, the, the, the main thing that you really wanted to do. As I became a veteran in the sport, I realized more or less, like, UFC's kind of like more just of the, the same thing of it. I mean, it's the same exact tier as one. It's the same exact tier as Bellator. I think the competition is even, I think would be an extremely awesome thing to even <coughs> compare, like almost like a dual meet wise team against team um, and see who would come out on top. But it's just, unfortunately, the UFC had monopolized the organization and they're not, they may not have the exact best talent, even though chart wise, you'd say they do. I wouldn't, I don't know about depth though except for like mm-hmm. middleweight and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, they, they, they're out front, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're playing Monopoly and they're boardwalking and Bellator's Park Place and yeah. one's like right there on the rise. And I think one, if anything, one, the strides that they've made in the short time that I think they've been around is, is insane. And like one, in my personal opinion, I really want to fight for one because that's a promotion that has a ton, a ton of talent and a ton of eyes and preparation and worry on the lighter weights. Like they care about the lighter weights. Over, I mean, they love the light guys out there. They mm. love the excitement and everything. They get all the publicity, all the lightweights. So one out here is where it's at. I would love to go to Japan. I would love to fight for one. I'd do it in a heartbeat. But the thing is, and I've said this before, is my end game out of all of this. When I decide I want to retire and I want to stop is what I want to trade from all this time that I've spent is I want to open my own gym facility, wrestling club at some point in time. And at this time and manner, UFC vet, Blaine Shut, wrestling club, so-and-so means more than Bellator vet or 1FC vet. That's true. That is true, you know, because but- – Everybody always looks at that UFC vet. Title. They're like, oh, fuck. This guy's like, mm-hmm. shit, because he fought for the UFC. <clears throat> He's a UFC vet. Uh-huh. But I think the only reason why a lot of people do that is because that's all they know. These, uh, these, these fans, all they know is just UFC. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the hardcore fans um, like us here at uh, Sitting Ringside, we follow everyone. We follow one F, uh, one championship. We follow um, Brave Combat Federation. I mean, they're you know Brave and One are really uh, close to Fight Book MMA. So we we work a lot with the with those uh, with that promotion. Where's the hookup, um, bro? I'd fight for Brave too. 
Bro, let me Absolutely. know, man. Yeah, let me know. Right. I got, yeah, I got, I got, I got, have you I have the hookup with them. I will take that purse. Hey, all, all we ask is, is if Berto can get you that hookup, you put a patch of us on something for of yours. Bro, I'll do it anyways. Shoot me your logo. Oh, I'll put that's my, fight my, my next fight regardless. My man. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the question is, because there's a misconception, if you fight for the UFC, obviously you're more above than someone that fights for 1FC and everything like that, which is not always the case. I mean, DJ fights for 1FC. I mean, Robbie Lawler fights for 1FC. Do you feel, if you, you look in the mirror and you look at yourself from a talent standpoint, from a fighter standpoint, do you feel like you're the fighter that changes all the misconceptions that, like... Whether you're in the UFC or you're in one UFC or whatnot, you still matter. Like, do you feel like you're the fighter that can change that misconception? Well, for the, for if I were to take it promotion by promotion, the UFC, I personally feel with me who I am as a fighter and what I market myself as I am now as Blaine Shut, the CES champ and whatnot. I personally believe that just not from my performing. But just from and also from my uh, promoting and whatnot, just simply even like engaging, if I were to become on a personal level friends with Dana White, getting him excited about the flyweight division, because that's the problem. It's not mm-hmm. that the flyweight division isn't doing well. It's just I don't, Dana White just personally doesn't enjoy the flyweights for some reason. And, yeah. and it obviously, obviously shows. He's had so many opportunities to do it. DJ could have could have done a little more personally i think i kind of feel like he just cared more about just focusing on the sport which is correct other than agree himself. i agree i agree 100 percent. continue i'm so sorry continue yeah that's good and part part of this game is is like we're 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 run we're runway models in a way so aspects of our sport is yeah we got to be able to whoop somebody's ass but at the same time you got to look good doing it we got to be able to promote how good we are. We have to showboat what we can bring and what we can attract in order to get the attention to be able to stay where we are or what we deserve from the promotion that's giving us the chance. And UFC-wise, I think, is straight up that runway model. They're not going to keep somebody that's not fitting in the dress right, that doesn't do the walk right, that doesn't bring eyes to that person. That's why they'll bring you for a second and cut you. Absolutely. Now, now yeah. one... And Bellator, now they're still on the level of actually bringing unknown names and giving them a shot to say, yeah, yeah, I fought for Bellator, I did this and that. Yeah, they're on the undercards and whatnot. And that's the hometown thing of wherever the hell they are, which is cool. But for Bellator, not even having a 35-pound division, bro, I am a two-time history maker in the flyweight division. I'm the first ever AOW flyweight champ. I'm the first ever professional champ at that promotion. And AOW, I'm not a big fan of anymore because of what happened of me and the uh, owner of that whatever anymore. But they're, like, their show is going to get big. It's going to be one of those big regional shows at one point in time. It's still fresh. It's only been around a couple of years. But it's going to be big eventually just because this guy knows how to put on a show. It is more or less like WWE excitement of what he's trying to do. But that's what the crave is now. Right. That's what the new excitement and what brings the attraction to the sport. So cool. So now with the Bellator situation of what I'm saying is they don't even have the 25-pound division. So now me being a two-first-time ever champ, 
I am pretty like high and mighty on the fact that like, yo, <laughs> let's bring a 25 pound division to Bellator and I will be the first ever Bellator fucking champ. I did it CES, I did it AOW, I'll make it happen at fucking Bellator. Oh yeah. But that's that situation. Now one SC, dude, I just really fucking like one SC. I don't know what's so special about it, but they're just eye catching to me. They're exciting to me. The name one in itself is just super like I don't know, it just makes me feel like cool, I'm like one. You know, you got a big ass one. I am number one. I see myself as the best. So one itself is what I want to kind of be at. I saw I, I saw Aoki. Aoki, I, I followed in pride. I followed all throughout Japan, Dream, and all these different promotions. So when he came to uh, 1FC, I felt like he got the short end of the stick when he had a fight uh, in Askren. But I felt like I agree with you where Asia takes more presence with um, lighter weights. They they care more about lighter weights. Um, so with that being said, and going back to your original point where you want to open up a gym and everything like that, can you as a talent raise up, you know, the um, the level of notoriety when it comes to lightweights? Can you go to one FC, become that lightweight guru, become that lightweight poster boy, become that lightweight hero that this this game sorely needs, and elevate one FC's game where you can. Go to one FC, win a championship, come back here, open up a gym, and people say, "Oh, that's the one FC champion." I have to go to that gym. I have to fucking train with that guy because that guy's number one. Like, can you be that talent? And that's that's the question I really uh, really was asking you. Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm already doing it now as it is being the CES champion. Okay. So I don't even have my own gym yet, but I run the number one wrestling team in the country. I own my, I have my own wrestling team called Team Shot Wrestling. I don't know if any of you guys knew this, but I own the up. best team in the country. I heard of it. I heard of it. You've heard of yeah. Team Shot Wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my team. I'm a, rest, I'm a wrestler, so I heard of it, of course. So Absolutely. You know Team Shot Wrestling, so you know what I'm about. So I already have the, <laughs> the branches everywhere. I have guys from all over the country that are diehard, my, my guys. Now, they may not be clubs. So I'm not a club. By any means, am I not a club yet? I, I just, I'm an all-star team where I collect the best guys in the country. We come together and we go to a tournament and give guys the opportunity to meet new people that they hadn't been able to meet or go to other situations where a tournament didn't have this skill level there for these guys to, to wrestle the number one guy in the country from the district small area school tournament. So we're given a bunch of options there. But at the same time, what that does for me is once these guys go off to college and somebody becomes a national champ, somebody becomes an Olympic champ, well, guess what? I have that tie with them because they wrestled with me growing up through high school. Yep. So now as this tie comes up and then I finally decide to turn it into a club, guess who's coming back to coach a clinic? Guess who's coming to come help a coach at this tournament? Yeah, yep. So I, I'm conceiving starting with that. Now, again, with the whole fact of being able to, to add on top of that now is UFC vet, blah, blah, blah. I already have the team shut name is branded. Team shut name is known. The Blaine Shut name is known already. Now it's just making it even bigger and just continuing to climb, continuing to climb. Now I can You, you see, want the icing on the cake. Yeah. You want the exactly. icing on the cake. Yep. Yeah, I want Absolutely. that icing on the cake. And the UFC will do Absolutely. it. Now again, I will poke at one because I fucking love one. It's just something about one I think that they're going to take over. One is going to take over. And well, I, well, I'm, 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 yeah, go ahead. 
Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I 110% believe wherever the fuck I end up, whether it's Bellator, one, whatever. See, I, my personal, my thought process of how much longer I'm fighting, I still have a decade yet. Yep. I still have a decade yet in my fight career. I'm still young in my fight career, even at the age of 20 fucking eight. I'm finally pulling that trigger and doing everything. I took the long road of preparing myself to be the best version of myself and in game. And what makes me even more dangerous, and I said this to everybody, I'm, I'm straight up a fucking goddamn saying. I don't have a cap. I continue to get better. There's no plateauing for me. I'm Absolutely. Game, you can't game plan me. My style, I fight different every single fight. You cannot scout me. Nobody can sit there and say, shit, this guy's just strictly a wrestler. I'm not. Because I'll fucking submit you. I've submitted <laughs> most of my fucking fights, and most of them are different ways. I throw crazy unorthodox, and I and the way I throw my submissions, it isn't basic BJJ. So you can't sit there and say, "Oh, he's got BJJ." I don't, because I have catch wrestling, which is way more monkier stylishness of of a BJJ, where I'm not even finishing with a regular armbar. I'm fucking straight up pr- police brutaliating you, ripping your arm off your back. You know, so it's not. I'm just not basic in any way. It's just, it's, it's weird to explain myself, but like I'm different every single fight. And what makes it even worse on top of that is that I'm an adaptive fighter. If something's not working, I am totally capable of crumbling up that paper, chucking it out and starting right all over. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and you know, that's, that's always my best mentality. When I, when I, when I talk to my fighters, I tell them, don't expect the same fighter that you get that you've seen in that last fight. You shouldn't, you know, and the adaptability, that's what makes a great fighter. Because to me, you can't, I've never really, there's only two things I ever, I ever watched on a fighter. I never watched, I I watched when he got hurt. Because when you get hurt, they're going to do the exact same thing every time. And and that's just nature's habit. It don't matter. Every time they get hurt, they're going to do the, they're going to roll back to something. Or when they when you see them uh when, when they get when they get hurt and when they're like really when they're when they're under something they ain't seen before and those nerves kick in you can see little little mannerisms in fighters and those are the little things that I really tell them to watch don't watch how he fought watch the mm-hmm. shit that 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 in between the stuff you know what i mean yep so and going kind of touching base on what potter was talking about you as a fighter already feel you can make the difference in the flyweight. You have to. You know what I mean? You've already set two. You've already done it twice. You've already made two two big first times ever in, in, in one promotion. So right then you told me you are, you're the man that you believe you can, you can set this tone for, for flyweights. But my question is, what do you think it's going to take to put that on the map? All it's, all it's going to take is just a simple phone call. And Dan just needs to put my number on that or Sean Shelby. You just need your shot. And then that's it. You put me in that Absolutely. case. Absolutely. That's all I Absolutely. need. And, I, and the thing is, too, is that it, whether it's Bellator, UFC, or one, and I'm saying it here, if anybody, some, somebody fucking sees Absolutely. it, we'll I will all fight of. for fucking free my first go. And I guarantee you, you can come at me with whatever number you want when you decide you want to fucking keep me. But the first one's on me. But the next one's after that. You're, I'm getting paid. Damn right. Damn right. I'll so fucking show you. I have, I have a question for you. So, like, you, you obviously scouted one. You scouted UFC. You scouted all these big promotions. And we're wrestlers. We come from the same blood. Like, 
you know, I, I think I can out-wrestle anybody. You think you can out-wrestle anybody. We, we, we're competitors at heart. So, mm-hmm. like, who do you think is going to be the challenge? Like, if you had a dream opponent in any single promotion, who's the opponent and who's the guy you're going to be gunning for that you say, I'm going to beat this guy, and this guy, once I beat him, is going to get me to the upper upper uh, echelon? Like, who do you feel is going to be that opponent? I kind of got to poke at 1FC again. I, I really want to <laughs> fight fucking DJ. I so nice. badly want to fucking fight DJ. <laughs> really? I, I love his style. And, like, he's a guy that he's just so elite that even though he could switch his game up, he never has. He's done the exact same things because nobody's forced him to change it up. And so stylistically – if he were to fight me and not adapt or anything from what he has done in his last 10 fights, and this is just me scouting him from what I know he likes to do, regardless if he doesn't do everything to a T the exact same, I'm a fucking train to his truck. So he may have the speed. That's cool. I can scramble better than him. He may have, again, I think all he's got on me is speed. (laughs) He's a flurry fighter. I mean, he's obviously strong. I'm stronger. I'm better looking. I'm I'm a, I'm a bigger fan <laughs> fucking favorite than he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will fuck him up. Whether if it's on fucking Halo when he's playing his goddamn games training or if it's fucking in the cage. I, he's a great person. I hear he's an incredible, awesomely great person. And I would love to hang out with him, play some fucking video games with him. But I also want to step in the fucking cage and whoop his ass and then shake his hands and walk out together. And I personally think I can do that. I just got to... I got to take my lumps and earn it, I guess. And that's what I'm going to do. I'll fucking earn it. And and I'm sure that's with everybody, though. You know, you think you can beat everybody. You have to. You know, there's there's not just – I always tell my fighters, you you never just look at one. You keep winning because you can't look at one because you're going to look past who you're fighting. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I get somewhere and I say, my my goal is to fight that dude, well, that ain't your opponent yet. You know, I always tell my my people – Keep winning, they can't deny you. Keep winning, yep. they can't deny you. That's 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 the name of the game. Because a lot of times people get caught up in that mentality. And you're thinking, oh, I made it to this promotion or I made it to this level. I want that guy. Well, you, you, you're not getting that guy. You're yeah. going to get this guy, the guy yeah. in front yeah. of you. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I tell people. That's what I tell. That's what I always tell my people. I'm like, look, dog. I'm like, look, you, we keep winning, they don't deny you. You know, wins talk. Wins talk. David, what are yeah. you going to say? Yeah, no, I was going to say, Blaine, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure having you on. Um, I did just have to ask you, uh, coming up in the game of mixed martial arts, 2011, 2020 now, uh, what's something you can actually say that you, you love and you hate about the sport? You coming up, you know, as a wrestler, like, I mean, there has to be something. And how much has that changed from your, you know, making your mark uh, in mar- mixed martial arts? Um, Shit. That, that, see, that's really tough because when you truly love the yep. sport in itself, you also hate it just as much. <laughs> like, I, like I've, I've been wrestling since I was three, and I miss wrestling to this fucking day. Like, uh, I'm a second-generation wrestler. My dad was a head coach, so, like, I was really into it really young. Even before I could fucking crawl, I was getting messed with. I mean, my daughter's two years old now, and she already has a custom team shut singlet. She already knows what snap down is. She knows how to take me down. Shit, check mm-hmm. out my fucking Facebook. Bro. Check out my Facebook. I actually did a live fight with her where I did the commentating, the walkout music, and everything. And she's in a wrestling. <laughs> I gotta watch I'll this. Yeah, it's on my Facebook. <laughs> baby, baby, fight club. 
You see it. I, I did I did a tail of the tape thing and everything, dude. I freaking straight up Hollywood. That's that what nice. That's it's on my Facebook. It, I posted it like maybe like a couple weeks ago. It's fucking hilarious. Check it out. Share it if you want. It should go viral because it is that awesome. But uh right. so so but like growing up to wrestling, you know, it, it's a love hate thing because like if you're training the correct way, you fucking hate it. You know, it's Absolutely. just the same thing. If you're fucking lifting, right? You're lifting to know you're doing good and you go love that. You have that burn. You have that pain, right? But you enjoy that pain. So it's the exact fucking thing, but that pain sucks. So it's a love-hate <laughs> relationship. So what, what, what happens is, is that sometimes you just get burnt out. And for how hard I train, and I think I train harder than anybody else personally because of – so w- what I have is I have chronic depression. So in, with my depression, um, it, it's been a huge mental block on my ability and game ever since I've been wrestling from a young age. I've always psyched myself out, and I've beaten myself in matches against people that I should have destroyed. So I'd never truly hit my potential as even a scholastic wrestler as I was. And um, so building up all through all my fights, um, I slowly started to chip away at it, slowly started to chip away at it, or if I lost, you know, I finally cut back. And it's just at one point in time, um, within the last year or so of my, my fight career, before this Nintella fight, I was like going through like a really bad custody battle for my daughter. And mm-hmm. it had left me wondering whether or not my fight career was done. Because at one point in time, I was five and one. I had like a huge following behind me. I had negotiations with a bunch of like big names watching me. And, and then all of a sudden, I ended up losing a fight. And I ended up going through like a really bad breakup. And then the whole, um, I just didn't know where my fight career was going. I feel like I lost the hype. I feel like I wasn't being promoted before. I felt like I was stuck in a small regional show. I wasn't getting anywhere. And what made me even piss off with the regional shows is that like, I'm hustling to sell all these tickets to fight for some dude that doesn't give a shit about me. Like I was almost paying him fight. Like I wasn't making any goddamn money off that. I was literally making my own money and paying my fucking self. Like that's, that's robbery. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I just almost hung it up. I didn't even want to do this anymore. The love was gone. Like, like the promotions of hustling and having to buy all these tickets and shit like that and having to fight and pay all these um, lawyer bills and shit like that just run me astray and I just hated life and I just didn't even enjoy training anymore because my mind was just so worried about how the fuck was I going to pay this or I want to see my kid and I just didn't know what the next step was. Um, ultimately, you know, I just bunkered down I, and I, I looked at God and he got me through it all and uh, things got better. I mean, obviously there's always a bumpy road and it's never completely greener on the other side, but you know, I, I didn't stop i kept going um and my manager perry gibson actually ended up um, getting me the shot for the cffc belt and this was coming off a win when i defended my aow belt against small regional promotion that will be up on the uprise but you know it's a momentum builder and going through that bad break and custody battle i decided i needed to change i needed everything needed to change um so i ended up leaving my gym I ended up um, getting the opportunity to go out to AKA and I was training with Habib and DC out there. And it was just, it was like a spark renewed. It was a change that I needed because I was so stuck into my own ways doing the exact same thing every day. You know, I'm training for fights for the last five years, doing a kickboxing class that soccer moms are doing next to me. And that was it. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm like going with a teammate of mine. I mean, we did have a bunch of fighters in this gym, but it, it was a bunch of other guys that aren't going to go anywhere in this sport. Meanwhile, mm. I truly wanted to achieve an ultimate thing compared to all these other dudes that are doing this for fun. Right. And, um, like legitimately, and I'm not, and I'm not bashing on my original instructors at those gyms or anything like that because Gracie Seven One Seven, in my personal opinion, has the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu on the East Coast, East Coast of the U.S. Um, Mayor Barnes, the Team Balance affiliation of Phil Magrelis Brothers in Philadelphia, Gracie Seven One Seven is the hotbed for Jiu-Jitsu. Now our fight team, we had good fighters regionally. We have a good bunch of great guys that did some cool stuff regionally. Small small regionally, not big, not CFFC, small. Um, so it was cool, but like, it wasn't enough. You know, like I was killing everybody with just strictly wrestling everyone. Like nobody was pushing me. So, and I stayed there for too long, I feel. And that's why my whole career was like elongated. I needed to go somewhere mm -hmm. else. So that's when I had decided I was going to move to Virginia and train with Tony Gravely. Um, that, uh, that Tony, man, he's a fucking beast. That's my teammate. Yep, that's one of my yeah. best friends, Tony. So that's when I first met Tony, actually, was when I moved down to Virginia. And oh, nice. My, nice. Before Such my a daughter nice was guy, born. man. Oh, dude, he's the nicest dude in the world. Nicest dude Hell in the yeah, world. Hell yeah, he is. So I had moved down there. I left everything. I left, I left my townhouse that I had. I left my family behind. I went down there. I was chasing my career. Um, then I found out and back up. And... Uh, so figuring out all that was when all that hellhole happened. And then I was like, okay, so here's what I need to do. I was like, I got through all this shit, but I'm not willing to give up. I know I have the potential of doing something because like my, my, my wrestling career ended short. I know I'm ranting on this the long ass story, but it all, it all, oh, no, you, you, you keep going, man. So my wrestling career ended on a loss. Um, I, I was, I was, I was one of the best in the state. Uh, I beat everybody on the podium, said the champion. I even majored the state runner up. I majored the state runner up, almost teched his ass, but I never qualified for the state tournament myself. I always choked. I was an incredible dual meet wrestler and which keep in mind kind of walks into the whole cage concept because like, um, dual meets, it's just like, you're feeding off of like the lineup coming. So if you're thinking of a fight, right, you have the two rosters, those are the two teams, the red and blue. And you're just watching his fights, and you're feeding off of your corner winning half the time. I'm in the visiting locker room, so like all those guys are losing from the hometown dudes. So <laughs> you got to get yourself all pumped up and everything. But like I was an incredible dual meet wrestler, and in tournaments, I just wasn't ever really able to really get the same achievements again as I, I wouldn't dual meet because I was a big mental block person. You know, again, like the whole depression shit, I needed to be focused on and like riled up and be able to get my emotions flaring. To, get the engines pumping. If I, if I get, if I went in there cold, I wasn't at my potential. Um, so, um, I fell short of like my goals and stuff and never even qualified for state tournament, went off to college and, uh, I went to the university of Pittsburgh at Johnstown, which was like the top division two school in the country. Um, and I had high hopes being there, but like I was struggling in the classroom and there's like, there's little other stupid side shit that happened with like a girl that I was with for four years. And like, I proposed to her and she broke up with me and, the next women, day, man. It's always those day, girls, man. Next day, you fucking it's always those women. women. Yeah, whatever. Yo. That's okay. all I'm going to say. I'm a world champ now. <laughs> I'm a world champ now. She's not with that dude no more, so I don't give a fuck. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, but ultimately, at that time, being 18 years old, like I was 
distraught, heartbroken, and like she was like, "There's other shit that happened previously too." Like, dude, I could write a book on my fucking life and it'd be a best-selling novel. I'm serious, and that's what makes it so exciting because I have these stories. I've been through these life events. I've been locked up. I've been in trouble. I've been in juvenile probation. I've been in. I've, I was 14 years old and I was in Lancaster County fucking prison. You know what I'm saying? Because Jeez. of stupid shit. Like I was a follower when I was younger. Um, so like my Get parents you every time. separated when I was super young. I had really crazy, unfortunate shit happen to me when I was younger, and it just like I had a hard not so, life. Like it, so, my my question, because yeah. uh, you and I come from similar backgrounds, from a wrestling background. Like yeah. I'm a third generation wrestler, so like. It's hammering your head how great you are. Like you, you, you're talking right now, and I'm like, I wonder if I can take him down, or I wonder if I can block his takedown. It's not from an ego standpoint. It's from like how we're raised because wrestlers are raised a different way. Wrestlers are raised a completely different way from anybody on the fucking planet Earth. Like, and people don't even know this is. But how is your transition from being this wrestler? To being an MMA fighter, where you also had to be on your back, you had trained jiu-jitsu, be on your back, and everything like that. Like, what was your transition like from being this amazing wrestler to being like dropping the ego, leaving the ego at the door, and then becoming an MMA fighter? What was the transition like from being like a second generation wrestler? Okay. I, I, all right. Um, well, first off, I appreciate you saying that I was an amazing wrestler. I have to humble myself a little bit because other people will disagree. I do think I was an incredible wrestler. I didn't hit my We are. People would say it. We are, baby. Um, We are. But, but, I mean, coming from Pennsylvania, not qualifying for the tournament, I'd have been a state champion in any other state. So, um, but uh, I I had an easy time Um, growing up. You know, like, I always always wrestled around with my friends. and, And, like, I don't ever really know where I learned like the guillotine choke from and shit like that. Probably WWE somehow. Cause I was really big in the <laughs> WWF when I was younger. I like, I Me really too. tried to like buy Stone Cold Steve Austin was my man. Yeah, like I, I tried to do, I tried to stunner all these people and shit all the time. So like, I actually, I, to this day, I really like doing teeth just simply because I want to stunner somebody. But, <laughs> um, no, so, like, I actually had the opportunity of learning, like, catch wrestling and somewhat no gi BJJ at a younger age. So I had seen the guillotine, the rear naked choke, and a bunch of other easy common sense shit. So um, I had already had a somewhat comfortability of it. Um, I'm not – I'm actually really, really good on my back, Um but nobody sees it because I'm, I'm the wrestler in me is just, I, I'm, I feel I need to be on top. I'm more comfortable on top, but I'm just yeah. as comfortable on my back if I needed to be. I mean, shit, I fought San Santella, um, number one guy in the country, um, mm-hmm. BJJ, black belt. Um, he snatched my back for a whole two fucking rounds and couldn't finish me. You know, I mean, I did finish on top. I reversed them each time, finished on top at the end of each round, but there just wasn't enough time for me to do anything. He just fucking clenched onto my back, and I couldn't get him off until time was run out. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't have any trouble. I, I really didn't have any problem transitioning. I have seen a lot of my friends, though, actually struggle with it just because, like, there's so many opposite things that you need to do from finishing a takedown in wrestling to finishing a takedown the to not get choked out and stuff. But my right. style in wrestling was so 
basically unorthodox at the same time that I already finished in ways that kept me out of danger. So everything transitioned for me actually perfectly, almost as if all this storyline was meant for me, which it was because it's God's plan. So it worked out for me perfectly. Yeah. But no, you could not take me down. And yes, I will take you down. <laughs> I, I, got, I, I got to go to Bay. You got to show me, baby. You got to show me. Come on out, bro. I got math at my dad. We'll go. Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. <laughs> now, Blaine, um, when you got the call to fight at CES and it was for the, for the belt um, and you won, what was your uh, – your feeling when you sat down back into the gym or in the locker room and you saw your shiny belt, what was your first thought when everything like finally hit you? Well, shit, I, I, I want to go back to the scorecards. Uh, did you listen to the scorecards? Did you watch that fight? I did watch it. I did. How was that a split decision? <laughs> he punched me. Dude, you he were threw, fucking tagging him. Two punches. He threw two punches and dry humped me against the cage. And I yep. let him put me against the cage purposely to tire him out. And he didn't even do nothing. Dude, I stood straight. Hold on. Let me, I'm standing, bro. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, I'm like nothing, bro. And like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I fucked his eye up. Yeah, I had him cut. And these fucking dudes gave him, like, the one judge gave him all the rounds from pushing me up against the cage. How is that scoring points? And even me up against the cage, I'm still tagging him. Like, that was not a split decision. That was a unanimous decision. It should have been a they unanimous decision. Crazy. Yep. Like, I don't know. And, like, like, even the sheer fact of how easy that fight was for me, bro. I went for a Zuloff stretch. I went for a fucking twister. I spladled him. Those are embarrassing wrestling moves that you do to fish. And I did it to him with ease. Like, I'm yeah, not man, you... anything away from him. He's a great yeah. guy. He was a really cool dude. But he was not on my level. Yeah, man. When I was watching that fight, and then I, um, I rewatched it again. And I was like, okay. So he has him against the cage. Blaine's over here tagging him like crazy against the cage. And all he was doing was just holding you. I mean, he wasn't really doing any damage on you at all. At nothing. all. Nothing. And when I saw the, the you know, when the, uh, the announcer was saying the scores, I was like, how? I thought I lost. I thought I lost. I couldn't believe it. I, like the first announcer was like they said unanimous they, they they said I won unanimously that first round the first announcer I was like all right yeah that sounds right and then when the other one gave him it the other way I was like wow I just lost the hometown kid because I let it go to the refs <laughs> like I let it go to the judges and I lost because I let it go to the judges like like right and like I don't want to take R anything rule from, number one from uh, uh, the 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 commentators. But they were definitely favoring their hometown boy, too. Well, of course. <laughs> I was fucking him up. I mean, and, like, and like, I, I, like, winning that belt was awesome. But, like, I kept saying, like, one of the best parts about that was is that, like, I finally mentally beat myself. I had beaten my depression. 
and didn't let it hold me back. Now, that being said, I didn't pull the trigger. Like, I didn't unload, I didn't unload my clip. Like, that was my first completely five, five-minute rounds. So I definitely – I didn't pull my punches or nothing. That's not what I mean. But I definitely didn't have all engines firing. Like, I wasn't pushing the pace as hard as I could. So now that I know how much harder I could have gone and how much – how many more punches I could have thrown, how much more aggressive I could be. The next time I'm out there, dude, it's going to be fucking scary for fucking Santiago. <laughs> so is that who you, you, you have planned on fighting? Because I know that fight got canceled. I'm, a, I'm more than 100% certain that that fight. Dude, they're going to put, they're going to match you up together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's their hometown kid. He's the next mm -hmm. one in line. They're going to mm -hmm. set him up and I'm going to knock him down like bowling bins. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, so I mean, he's got to make the weight first. I mean, when was the last time he made 125? So, it's a long ass time ago. A long ass time ago. Now, if you watched his fight, he actually fought on that card, the CES card that I was on, and he looked like a little chubby motherfucking Pillsbury boy. So, <laughs> yes, he looks dude. like he's got, he, he looks like he got that belly to get it off. So, I mean, yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not bashing on the dude. I'm not whatever in, but uh, I, I'm not losing that fucking belt. And, I, and I'll give him the kudos for trying to be confident in this and that. But, bro, make fucking weight first, and then we'll fucking square up. And I'll fucking I'll make you I'll make you triple C and bend that fucking knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, dog. That's what's up. <laughs> right on, man. Well, dude. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can go another hour with you, just talking and shooting the shit. But. Uh, um, it was fun having you on the show, man. Man, I appreciate it, dude. It was a good time. Yeah, man. man. Um, I, when you get uh, when when you know things get back to somewhat normal, and they announce that fight, I'm sure I'll get the announcement and uh, um, I'll get back to you again, like last time, and get a quote from you um, mm -hmm. to get that uh, that fight going with uh, Santiago. Um, let's get you back on the show, man. Let's yeah. hype that fight. Let's uh, shit. We'll talk later and see if we can get you on a, a brave card or a one card. Absolutely. Definitely. I want to fight this so goddamn dog. bad. And I'm I mean, serious, man. We if, if, if we can make it do. happen, Bro, put that logo if, on you. If I'm putting the logo on regardless. The logo is going to go right here on my ass cheek. Right <laughs> okay. <here. laughs> It'll go right there. And, like, even if – I don't even know when CES is going to be able to have the show, but if one has a show beforehand and they're like, yo, let's get shut on before that even happens, bro, I'll, I'm all about it. Okay. I just want to fucking fight for one so bad. So if that connection right. fucking happens, I'm sure that Pat Sullivan's down for letting somebody go to the big show like that anyways. So, oh, yeah. You know Pat, my, Pat. Pat is a fucking G, man. He'll, he'll cool. be like, go for it. Well, the, the UFC London card got moved to the U.S. for like five hours, and I almost got the last second call for that. Wow. Wow. I got, I got, I got an AKA from my camp, and like they did that. They're like, oh, we're going to move the London show to fucking the United States. And D.C. and my manager were on the phone. And they're like, yo, we got shut. He's right here right now. I can make 35, no problem. And then an hour later, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to scrap the whole thing. That <laughs> Because I actually hit up Pat, and I was like, yo, I was like, Pat, if I get the call to be elastic on replacement, can I go? And he's like, well, did they hit you up? And I was like, well, they didn't give me a, a, a confirmation yet, but, like, my name's there. 
And uh, I mean, obviously it didn't work out, but like, I think that they have my name, which is a really good plus. So the ideal though is, and I'll, I, know you're, I know you're trying to get off the stamp thumb of me, but. No, no, stop. No, no, um, keep dog. talking, dog. You, you, you roll as well long as you want, baby. <laughs> um, so after, like, again, if the one, if one hits me up or UFC hits me up before this fight ever gets rescheduled, I'm fucking jumping on it. Absolutely. Um, if, this fight, if this fight does happen and I, I'm going to whoop his ass and I'm going to win, I'm going to get another shiny belt. Um, and I don't get the call after that for either contenders or something like that. I want to challenge for the 35 pound belt and be champ champ at CES. Nice. That would be badass to see, man. Goals. Well, that's, that's what matters, man. You got this. Goal. Well, that, that's why it's going to be a catch 22 because if Santiago mm-hmm. doesn't make weight at 25, I'll fight him for the 35 pound belt. <laughs> there, hey, you never know, man. I mean, if he can't make weight, that's the one thing, like you said, Santiago has to make weight, man. He has to. Yep. Because it's been a minute since he's made that weight. So if he makes it, cool. You got your shot right there to fight him um, and beat his ass and show the world why you're the champ. And if he doesn't make weight, then you can go to his weight class, beat his ass, and still show the world why I, you're I am badass. the savior of the flyweight division. At any promotion that I'm at, I'm fucking great looking. I'm young. I'm a single dad with a beautiful daughter. Now, how cute is that? I mean, my daughter right? alone is going to sell <laughs> fucking tickets. You, you've got to see this video of her holding mitts for me, bro. She's the best mitt holder I've ever had. My daughter literally hey. trains with me side by side every day. And, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll add one thing to everything you just said. And you just happen to be able to fight your fucking ass off. And I happen to be a licensed <laughs> ass whooper. <laughs> that's that, that's that's money right there dude. that's a hollywood fucking movie if i ever heard one bro i told you my life could be a book dog yep. and, and you and know you what just... happens books you know what happens books get made into movies yep they do and mine's always a happy ending even though it's tragic during a lot of shit hey that's how we grow that's how we grow you ain't you you either you either uh you, you know i always tell people you go you grow through what you grow through you know you you got to man if you ain't growing through all that, then, then why go through it? Yep. You know, it, and, and, you, and you mentioned all that stuff happened to you in the midst of you trying to become better as a fighter. You know what I mean? And I always tell people this, and, and if you take anything away from anything I say, take this with you. I always tell people, when you're going after your dream, your goals that you set, life's going to come at you and knock you on your ass. It always will. And that's how it's going to define if you really want what you said you always wanted. When life comes up and life's going to come at you in three ways, it's either going to come at you in a person, a situation or a circumstance. And one of those three, if not all three, it's always going to knock you on your ass. And I tell people, if you can't get up, dust yourself off, wipe the tears away, fight through the remaining tears and keep going towards your goal, then you never wanted it. You proved to yourself. You didn't have to prove to anybody else. You proved to yourself that you wanted it. And that's all that matters. Yeah, they got a name for that. It's called Blaine Shut Mode. <laughs> there you go. Damn right. Damn right. We can market that now. We <laughs> can market that, baby. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. Start it. Start it. But yeah, man, I love it. I love it. And the thing I liked the best that you were talking about earlier was that you mentioned that you had the conscience enough to leave a gym when you were the best. And I always tell people, if you're the best fighter in the gym, you're in the wrong gym. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because yeah. if you're on top, you, if you're on top, you ain't learning shit. You're teaching shit. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and 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 this this is a business where you gotta always learn because someone's gonna be able to show you something just a little bit more different. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when you're that top dog, you ain't learning, you're teaching. Yeah. So, Dude, so you guys, kudos you guys, to you yeah. on that one. You'll have you'll have to see some clips of me and Tony training. Damn right. Damn right. I'll hit you up on Facebook when this is over. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, we have, we'll have to do another interview with Tony in here. I'll be bashing on him the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, let's make it happen. I'm serious. When, when that, when, when, uh, let, let's, let's do it, man. But the, the mm -hmm. two weeks before your fight, your next one, let's, let's get you both on the show, man. Dude, that'd be great. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the badass interview right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I mean, definitely got to do this again. And I'm looking forward. Absolutely. Looking forward to my future. And I'll be chit-chatting with you guys and be like, hey, remember that one time when we were talking about how I was going to be the champ? <laughs> right. And then, and then, remember, and then, remember, remember that movement? You... Here's that. I'm putting that belt right here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the champ. That champ. would be the bomb. <laughs> um, before you go, man, two questions. Yep. What is your Favorite wrestling move, and what is your favorite jiu-jitsu move? Mm. All-time favorite, man. It, you, it, it's got to be your all-time favorite. Is there, is there is, like, well, there's differences. There's so many positions. Are we new? It doesn't matter. Bottom. However, whatever position, whichever, overall, whichever. Overall, shit. All right. Um, wrestling would have to be the Jap Wizard. Okay. I fucking love the Jap Wizard. Um, even though I was a tilter, so I would have to say tilt next. Um. Uh. Well, actually, no. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> I, I actually I invented my own move. Okay. Um. And I call it the shutdown. Um. I'll have to I'll have to send it to you. So what it is okay. is I go I go Merkel or Oklahoma, and it's actually a a BJJ move that I had learned that I kind of tweaked into wrestling that you can use. So you go Merkel or Oklahoma. If you don't know what that is, you're on the far side of them on bottom, and you have the near side leg and on their near side leg. And you go head and arm. And you extend the body for an Oklahoma and you roll through. That's an Oklahoma miracle. So instead of extending the body, I'll go cross body. I'll push on the head with my free hand and I'll go one-on-one -on -one with the far hand. I'll step mm. over the head with the push down. And it's almost like I'm turning it into a leg cradle, but I'm turning it into a neck crank by stepping my foot over the head and I rock mm -hmm. it forward. And you can get back. Oh. And then wrestling, if you want the stick, all you got to do is just extend the leg underneath of it. And it gets oh. sick. Now, in the, the BJJ version of it, instead of me just rocking over, going for the, like, the tilt version to the pin, I'll roll through completely into an arm bar from that one-on-one mm. -on -one side. So I step over and roll over the shoulder, and now I'll have the arm bar. So, but I, I actually have that on video that I've actually had taught my wrestlers from Team Shot Wrestling to do. So I'll send you one of their clips of them attempting it. Sweet. And then I'll send you the clip of me actually hitting it. Okay. In a live, in a live match. In a live match. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on, man. So those, that, that's my favorite move that I actually created my own shit in both. But if I had to pick something that's already created, uh, then it's definitely the Jap Wizard for wrestling. And BJJ, it would have to be probably the Brazilian necktie. I just Ooh. like that front headlock. I like the, I like the front headlock position, and I'm really good with that into the Peruvian and shit. So... Nice. I'm pretty nasty with that. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. I, I just wanted to know what you know. What what was your favorite 
Um, cause I like asking those questions, man. Cause I know everybody, you know, they say, Oh, you know, I like the guillotine or, you know, something that it's already there, but mm -hmm. you obviously, you know, you're, you're, you invented your own move and you're picking moves that doesn't, you know, you don't, you rarely ever see in a live match. That's it's how you become training. more exciting than the next guy, dude. You, know, you gotta stand out. You cannot, I'm not trying to be exactly. in line with everybody looking like me. I'm trying yep. to step out and have that limelight on me. I'm selfish as shit. I want people to buy my t-shirts. I want people <laughs> to come watch me. I want people to tell me how great I am. I've worked this hard. I deserve it. Exactly. Yep. You do, man. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, that's, that's funny. You say you want people to say how great you are. You know, that's, that's what I tell my fighters. Like, you know, because I train people. I, I, tra I train their stand-up. I train their striking. All I teach, I, I don't know how to grapple. I don't know how to do none of that cool shit. I wish I did. But all I teach people is how to break faces. That's it. That's what I told them. I said, we break a face, we <laughs> go. I like that. You'll have to come here and hold Mitch for me sometimes. I bet you I'm the oh, hardest dude, thing in the you've ever met. Absolutely, dude. It'd be an honor to. We'll have to set that up. We, uh, what I tell my people is, like, I get a bunch of people. They get upset because I'm never satisfied. I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. I'm never fucking satisfied. I think we can do it till. I always tell people, you do it. Uh, it it's good, but it ain't great. It's good, but it mm -hmm. ain't perfect. And by one of my guys, he almost made the Olympics, and he used to always get pissy with me. I could see it in his face. I could see the little <laughs> irritation. Uh -huh. And I said, look, dog, I said, I said, look, dog, it ain't my job to tell you how great you are. It's my job to make you as great as you can be. That's the fan's job to tell you how great you are. Amen. And, and, and right then was right so then was true. his little turning point, you know. And I was like, as soon as you said, "Man, my fans are telling me how great I was," like, "Amen to that." Amen, yeah. to that, dog. I love that. Love it, man. Well, man, we had an absolute blast talking with you, man. We could sit here and talk all night, right? I'm telling love you, love this shit. Love this shit. I'm having a lot of good times. So like, I feel like we're family now, guys. We're family now. Hell yeah, dude! Oh, you are part of the Fightbook MMA family, bro. <laughs> For real, man, let's let's get you back on at least two weeks before your your next fight. Um, let's hype that shit out, and uh, let's get. We'll talk later after the you know either tonight or tomorrow. I can get your uh, your contact information, and I'll uh, slide it in with uh, Brave and see what they can do, man. Mm, that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate Thanks, it. That's man. exciting. Before you take off, man. Any shout-outs, any sponsors, anybody you want to give a shout-out to, go for it, bro. Um, uh, obviously, my gyms, a.k.a. Um, Tech MMA, my manager, Perry Gibson, um, EMA, Ben Moser, one of my teammates helped me out so much, Ben Moser Mac Club opening up soon. Uh, sponsors, where you can pick up my merchandise, uh, MMA Tea Company. Um, uh, my other sponsors have helped me get so far back out to having my fight camps at a.k.a. Elite Energy, Dependable Solutions. Uh, my CBD company, uh, Conquers, 100% uh, uh, HTC, THC. I forget right off the top of my head, but it's 100% of that shit free, so you won't piss hot, and it'll make you feel fucking great for recovery and everything's perfect for athletes. Um, whoever else I'm missing off the top of my head, oh, Clinch Gear always hooks me up with my fight gear. Um, I'm just, I'm, oh, Manny Rose Boxing. Um, that's where that's my main that's my main uh, coach my main corner thank you guys so much for having my back and thank you guys so much for ha uh, having me on here and definitely shoot me that logo and it will have a nice prime spot on my flight shorts my next outing awesome thanks brother really appreciate it uh, I will definitely hit you up and uh, just get you back on man alright guys have a good night thank you so much right on brother thanks you too brother
Awesome. Dude, I really, I really like that kid. Awesome. He's cool as shit. He's Fucking cool awesome. Shit, man. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so his last, uh, his last uh, announcement, or when they were making that announcement at CES for him to fight uh, Santiago, um, I reached out to him because I wanted to get a quote for him before getting the, the announcement published. And since then, man, we've, we've been, you know, talking. He uh, texted me, like, I think it was like two weeks ago that he wanted to be on the show. Um, he texted me last week and he's like, hey, I'm ready to be on your show whenever you want. And I was like, let me call you. Let's set it up. Let's do it for this Thursday. So he's been wanting to be on our show, man. So that's fucking I like badass. It. Yeah, I like the kid, dude. He's a good dude, man. He's, he's a smart kid. He's, he's, he's going to go places, man. He's going to go places. Oh, yeah, hopefully man. we get to help him. Hopefully we get to help him with that journey. Hell you know yeah, man! I mean? I'm, I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to uh, you know our our boy Kramer and uh, mm-hmm. see who we can talk to. Who I can talk to, and then I'll talk to my contact at one and see what they can do for him too. So. Damn right, Berto. We are like three minutes over. We need to wrap this up, baby. Yeah, man. We wrap need to talk about all this other stuff, but you know what? <laughs> it I is all good because we had a bad conversation. We can talk I think about we're going overtime, fellas, today. I think we got to yeah. do it. <laughs> hey, I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah, so, David, you got anything you want to say, man? Yeah, no, uh, earlier we were talking about uh, UFC 249, about how they're going to do uh, the media rounds or so. <clears throat> uh, just reading about this is going to be the first ever uh, virtual media conference, like post, pre. Uh, so it's basically going to be like, Demolition Man, when there's just uh, TVs maneuvering around, like just following fighters and a tablet. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty damn strange. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's just what's going to have to happen uh, for the time being. So, but uh, until next week, until we actually get to see these fights and see Tony Ferguson walk in that cage, there's still a chance that it may not happen. So true. That's true. Uh, yeah, man, you're right. It, it, it may not happen. I mean, something – we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with this uh, COVID shit. We don't know what's going to happen next week. Um, you know, a, a surge can come, and, and next thing you know, we're back in quarantine for another three fucking months. Mm-hmm. You know, all these places that are opening the beaches, and now they're opening all these Stupid. places, and, and it's, it's, it's just retarded. It's just yep. dumb for them to be doing something. Like this, but once we do see it Saturday night, and when the cage door closes, then everybody's gonna be wanting to watch. Yep. Hey, and one so, thing you know that's a guarantee though is Tony Ferguson's gonna make weight again, <laughs> again, <laughs> again. He's again. going to make I love weight. How you stress that. I love how you stress that, my man. Guaranteed gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait till next Thursday because uh, once it gets closer to Thursday, then we'll know about the weigh-ins. We'll know that it's actually going to take place. Yep. Um, you know, because weigh-ins is it's on Friday, and uh, then the show's on Saturday night. Um, but yeah, two forty-nine is coming up. Uh, we are going to talk about that next Thursday. I'm sure yep. that's going to be another hour and forty-five minute show. Um, just nothing but two forty-nine and whatever else is out there so um once again thank you guys for uh coming on the show 
Um, you know, this is our our uh, getaway, you know, for us boys to hang out and talk and shoot the shit, um, bust each other's balls. <laughs> yeah, but, also, uh, too, Rob, also, yeah, go for, for, it. for our listeners and everybody out there, the Fight Book MMA fam, uh, if you want the audio only without the video, you can now catch Fight Book MMA sitting ringside on iHeartRadio as well. Yeah, man, I was going to mention that, too, man. We got picked yeah. up by iHeartRadio. That's another huge platform. Um, go to Anchor FM. Um, please uh, support us. Um, if you uh, do that monthly donation, you do the tier one, tier, tier two donations. Um, once we hit the 200 mark of, uh, of supporters, then we'll be able to do monthly giveaways. If you become a tier three supporter, you're going to automatically get a five book MMA t-shirt sent to you. So jump on it, get on it. If you want that shirt, support us. And if you want some giveaways, support us. We already got one uh, uh, guy that uh, joined us on uh, Anchor. So shout out to Colin. Uh, you know, he uh, said, hey, I'm going to help you guys out. So hell yeah. Boom. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Fight TV for keeping us on there too on their platform. Um, shout out to even Rudy run for over. Yeah, even if we run over, he you know, Fight said go for it. <laughs> That's what's up, dude. That's why I love. Right. It. That's why I love. Hell it. yeah! Uh, thanks to Rudy. You know, always uh, hooking it up and making the show happen. Um, right. Potter, our quarantine uh, co-host. Thanks for I joining us. Hell yeah, you. man! Arlo, yes. David, thank you so much. Arlo, you know what to do, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, man, you know, states are starting to reopen in phase one. Like I always tell people, be smart. Still practice the social distancing. Take every pro precaution we can or this thing's going to go back into lockdown real quick. And people think it's bad now. Second lockdown is going to be worse. So, you know, if all these conspiracy theorists saying it's this, this, that it's not. Be smart. Uh, remember, like we've been saying since day one, be prepared, not scared, like we always do. When you want the best seat in the house, there's only one place to be, baby. That's with the four horsemen and Potter on sitting ringside. Till next Thursday, we are out.